Jesus, this heart of stone, this heart of stone, make it yours. I delight myself in the riches of their trading God, Father, we just, we praise you, we thank you, thank you, Lord, for changing our clothes, changing us, Lord, from uh, clothes that we thought we were stuck in for the rest of our lives, Father God, there are garments 
of praise that you have for us to overcome all the rags that we were uh, put through and put in. And man, if you're in here and, 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 and the whole dress rehearsal is this heart, and he says, take this, this heart of stone. Lord, take my heart and make it yours. I, I know I can dress well on the outside, but mom, sometimes my heart is in rags and in ruins. But in Jesus' name, no matter how bad you look on the outside, if that heart gets dressed right, you're part of the seamless garment. As we preached about this about a week ago, it's such a great song about the seamless garment of Jesus. There he is hanging on the cross, the people that put him there, the, the worst of the worst. He's in his weakest moment, yet they could not tear his garment. And no matter what you're going through, no matter how weak and no matter how things look like it's coming against you, you cannot be torn when you got the garment of praise on. And you have every right to lift up your voice and say, God, I'm going to celebrate you. And Father, I'm not going to let this right now mess with my God of eternity in me. I am going to bless the Lord with all my soul, all that is within me. I'm going to bless his holy. Come on, bless his holy name. I'm going to bless the name of the Lord. I, I'm not going to quit blessing my problems and blessing my circumstance and then blessing what I don't have. And I'm going to bless the name of the Lord. And Lord, I come out of this place of separation. I quit going into this place where I feel like I'm all by myself. Lord, where you've just constantly said over and over, there's more with you than there are against you. And Lord, I just come out, I dress. Father, I welcome all those who are broken and hurting spiritually. And as the father did to the prodigal son, he ran, he says, get my best robe. God is not welcoming you with rags. He's welcoming you with his best. Weeping may have endured for a night, according to Psalms 30 and verse 5, but joy comes in the morning times. It is morning time. You rejoice. It doesn't matter. Let the devil know that I'm here. I'm still standing. That the joy of the Lord is my strength. I may have endured all night. I may have weeped all night. But I'm here to rejoice in the Lord. For this is the day the Lord has made. I will. I will rejoice. I will be glad in it. I'm, I'm here to be glad in it. I'm here to be excited in it. I'm here to rejoice in it. And no matter what it has left me. Man, you know, you guys just pray. I tell you. As, as I was running this morning and worshiping God, I, I thought about the fact that David, when he, had, when he had slept with Bathsheba and then put her husband on the front line, her husband died fighting for David. As I was running, almost, bro almost broke in tears. And man, you can fight for people, man, and, and it just seems like they're, they're out to kill you. You can do all you can. You can, get, you can get money. You can do everything you can. Especially those of us who are parents. When you can fight for them, and it just seems like they just kill you. But can I, can I tell you about a third-day Jesus who got up inside of you 
And though they may, though they may stab you with their outward behavior, God has resurrected you because the same spirit, Romans said, that raised him from the dead dwells in our mortal body. You didn't go to the front line because of them. You went to the front line because of God. And you didn't die in the midst for them. You died in the midst for God. And no matter what they do, you continue to do your service toward God. We know we know something's coming against you. We know your body is under attack. But God has said there's more with you. If I'm for you, who can be against you? Lord, we just rejoice. We're happy, church, this morning. We're rejoicing, church, this morning, and we're filled with a spirit of excitement and expectancy because our God is on our side. We bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Awesome, 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 awesome. Our God is an awesome God. It's amazing to um, think about all that God has done and saved us and delivered us. Uh, It's cool. I... I, I, I do miss my family. I also love, I do love traveling because it gives me time to think, uh, even though I talk to myself and, uh, or I listen to myself out loud. How's that? <laughs> I'm not having conversations. There are just times, because uh, <laughs> that's a whole different medical situation. Uh, start answering people that are not even in the car. But I get to... I get to just think about, you know, what all God has done and provided and and just the life, you, you know, you get to have. And you start seeing these flashes, or I start seeing flashes of what almost was and what could have been had not, I know now, God shown up. And so, and so those are times where, you know, you just think about it with so many family members and loved ones that have, you know, died right in front of us uh, and so many just, just horrible things and especially when, it, when you talk about drugs or alcohol and just watching people do things to themselves that took them out, you know, took them out and, and, and you're thinking like, how did I make it through that? And I know that's one of the kids' biggest questions like, how did you make it through? What, I mean, what was it? And it's almost like they, it may, they seem like it's a big old like grand secret and it, and it really was, I didn't want my mother to cry over me like she cried over them. That was one of the big things that I remember telling her that at my brother's funeral, my last brother that was murdered in Dallas, I said, I just don't want you to cry over me the way you're having to cry over him. And it's crazy because they put me in charge of my mom. In charge. Uh, she drugged me all through that funeral. <laughs> Because she saw her son in, on the, in the casket, and she, I'm hanging on to her. Well, I was only a sophomore in college. I barely weighed 100 pounds, and she took off running. So she jerked me down to the front. And I thought, do I want her to do this over me? You know, I, I, you know, I really want her to have a better life. And, and you know, the, the, the cool, not-so-cool thing, and, and I just got nothing to do with the sermon. I don't even know why I'm going here, but I, I just want to share it with you anyway. The thing we went through, my twin and I confronted the older siblings that were alive. <laughs> Quit using up our parents. They ain't going to have nothing left to raise us. You know, and I remember us, us being in that way in a sense of the, there are times our, as adults and parents we go through so much and there's so little seeming to give, and yet you keep giving out. I do want to encourage you that, you know, even those that, the younger ones that are coming, they get it, they see. 
all is not lost. God is still blessing and bringing forth. And I want to encourage you, you're not done. God has still got a plan and a purpose for you as well. You know, it's not passed you by. You did not ruin the whole seed and the whole thing is not overdone. God has blessed you. And so into that, and I don't know who that was for, but there, and it's free. That's an hors d'oeuvre before this meal. And you can have that and then dump some uh, uh, shrimp on that. Okay, so <laughs> today we, we preach about by faith, by faith, by faith. Faith is the lifestyle that pleases God. You know, and it is by faith. It is my faith. Honestly, uh, living by faith, just the just shall live by faith is what we will talk about, but it is by faith. In fact, the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. So, you know, in this whole thing where we're saying God is the one that we're living for, I'm not living for people, I'm living for God. So I got to do that by faith because by faith I've been saved. That's who I want to. And, and God is always on our side, right? God is always there. God is a cool, cool guy. And God's always honest. Does God ever go like, you know, you can, you can hate me for a little while. He doesn't do that. He's honest. God's honest. Amen. So in Romans chapter 1, verse 16 through 18, I will, I will try to do what I need to do. He says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. And, it's, and that's critical because a lot of times people have faith, but then something happens and they'll go to fear. Or they'll go from faith to failure or faith to mistakes or faith. To, and it's faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Father, we just thank you for this morning. Lord, that there's a decrease in man and an increase in you all over this word today. And Lord, let it be all you know me so that we'll understand it only comes by way of you. We honor you. We praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Faith is what makes the impossible possible, the unchangeable changeable, right? And, and, and most of all, the lost can be saved through faith. Whatever you think can't be changed, it takes faith to make a change. Whatever you think can't be saved, it takes faith to save it. You must have faith. You must have the power of agreement. And, and so, uh, Miss Reed and I, we pray a prayer. God protect God's protection over us. And it's a cool thing that a lot of times I, I say this in school: actions speak louder than words. And don't talk about it. You need to be about it, and don't just sit there and watch something happen. So honestly, right? So I was in the gym, and these two uh, men who were chemically induced, because <laughs> they had muscles where muscles should not be. I'm in the gym, and I, I do, I love the gym, I love, I mean, I absolutely, I, I can't even know any other way to say that, but I do, I love going there, I love working out, and so, we're in there, and I got my earphones, I'm doing my own thing, I'm worshiping the God, I, I love worship music while I'm working out, and, and so, while I'm laying down on the bench, I hear people screaming, I hear this, this one guy was getting ready for a show, and he was about 50, but he was Rip like muscles out everywhere. Like I think if he sneezed, a muscle would come out. And he was he was big. And his other friend was maybe trying to get there, but he was just blob mode. 
Okay, he was he was still cutting up. You know what I mean? He was refrigerator, got it, and this was the meat. And so he was, you know, and they walked around with that look. You know, that that's what we were doing with. And then there was this other little regular guy, little human, who was there, who apparently had offended these men somehow. And I think what happened, I, and I don't get us, I think he walked in front of the mirror <laughs> while they were adoring themselves. But no, but listen to this. Um, Hulk had him, Hulk had him, he grabbed him by the throat. At the I know! And I'm sitting there, and God's going, what you going to do? I said, well, God, <laughs> being as that they're very large people, I'm going to pray from here. <laughs> and, and the little dude, and he's like, whatever, man, y'all do this every time. Like, he's talking back, like, his little pride is getting up. And this dude is, like, making it dark over him. And he's got him, I'll tell you what. And, and even the train, the people that worked there were leaving the area. Like, they didn't want to be a part of this. And God says, you need to practice what you preach. He says, you need to do that. And God said, what if that was a woman? You know, you'd be up there quickly because you know you can't stand that. I said, but it ain't a woman. <laughs> and there are dumbbells all around him. Let him pick up a dumbbell, hit him with that. I, I don't know. but So, so I knew I'm, I'm going to have to go over there because I'm thinking I started getting a strategy. Well, they really can't move. <laughs> One real muscle guy probably hadn't touched his back in years. <laughs> so if I get him from back... And just start hitting them in it. Like, if you slap them in their ears because their muscles and their blood goes, seriously, like, just in case you ever get attacked by a real muscle, if you slap them in the ears, they really have to go down because they're, everything's so, ugh. Okay? Anyway. <laughs> so, God says, get up and go. If you're ever going to make a difference, this is the time. So I go over there, and they're yelling. He's got his hand on his throat. So I walk up to him. He's gigantic. And I go, give me that. And, sir, you come on. And I just stood in between them. And the little guy was like, no, man, they do this all the time. Now, I need to tell you, I was the only black guy in the gym. And there's your difference. Because they're thinking, if you get up and walk over here while we're arguing, you must know something else. And you can see the big dude was like. The big one goes, can we just talk? No, 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 you can't fix it now. You've already crossed the line. So I'm going to take him down here, and y'all keep pumping each other. I mean, working on weights. <laughs> y'all keep working out. And so I walked <laughs> the other guy, and he's like, man, man, I'm so tired. And then he said, thank you for coming, because my pride wasn't going to let me leave. I said, yeah, but we were going to have to bury you. <laughs> and I said, you realize they're road raging right now. Road rage and PCP is very close. I said, he, he was going to kill you because you let him get your throat. And I think a lot of times we, we wait too late before we start either needing to walk away or defend ourselves, and we already get caught around the throat and start getting choked, and then we want to start explaining why you shouldn't be choking us, and that's not the time to do it. But let me tell you, there's an intervener other than a little short, bald black, and there's Jesus <laughs> that will intervene and get that thing from around your neck and you'll be able to breathe again. And as funny as y'all know the story is, y'all should know that God is always there to come and get you. 
He comes to my rescue, as the scripture says. And he is that river in the desert. And no matter what has you by the throat, no matter what information anyone's given you, no matter how roided up your information is, Jesus is better. And he ain't going to come loud. I didn't get all loud. I, hey, now, let me tell you something. Let me, let me, I'm the black man. I ain't do all that. Walked up to him, said, let him go. We're going to walk on. All three of them, well, two of them apologized. The other one that with a really, really, really dark tan, the real muscular one, he did not. He did have a long conversation with me about work. And I think a lot of times we got all of our scriptures, we have all of our information, and then when it comes time to do something, not doing much. He says, you're going to go speak to 160 kids for nine hours tomorrow. How about let's start sowing seed today? You see, because you can't make an impact when all your stories are just stories. When, wait, theories, right? <laughs> theories don't become truths until they're tested by time, right? I can have a theory about having a baby, but until I have one, and what I saw when I was there, that's all I need to know, <laughs> right? All I need to know was that is not for me. Thank you, Jesus, for the side you put me on. So he says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God and the salvation. It takes faith. It takes faith to come out of a family that was a drug-induced and alcohol-induced. It takes faith to raise up a child in the time like this, right? It takes faith, not fault. And sometimes you have to find faith before you find fault. So when the ingredient of faith is missing, though, even the most simplistic of things become impossible to overcome. Have you ever seen people struggle with some simple things? Struggle with uh, little bitty things, like you see grown adults uh, doing little nitpicky things, like insulting or, or criticizing kids or something like that. Just nitpicky things is because they're without faith. Because faith wouldn't even waste time with that. We got dying, we got sicknesses, we got things, we got people, blessings to go through. We got those things that the faith would keep you out of that mess. We got grown older, older people jealous of their younger siblings. We got aunts and uncles jealous of nieces and nephews. It's crazy. I'm like, you've got insurance. They're kids. But without faith, you make the simplistic complicated. With faith, what people see is complicated in your life. You're like, God's got me. How can God have you? Because I got faith. Right? He's got me. He's got me. I got faith. And so what looks impossible to you is possible because God has it. And what looks impossible to them because they don't understand faith, they put it somewhere else. Here's another thing. I mean, I mean you believe in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Those are all one, right? Yes. Trinity, right? We all agree to that, right? Yes. Is there anybody here that don't agree to that? Okay, awesome. I'm glad you're here. Nobody's going to raise their hand. That, right? It's a bad time to question that. Me, I challenge you. No, we, we do. We believe that in the Christian church. We believe that. Here's, here's what, here's what grasps me, Miss Rita, because I can talk to you, because we've been related, and we've been together for 22 years, and <laughs> it's been a long time, and, and, and so we've been there, and, 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 and so wouldn't it be crazy, Miss Rita, for me to read in the Bible something that the Bible says, and says, well, the Spirit ain't convicted me of that. So what you're saying is, John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was... So your spirit that says something different than the word says ain't God's spirit. Seducing spirits say that. 
well, God ain't convicted me of that. Wait a minute. There, that's God. Right? And so what we have to do, even with our situation, <laughs> our kids, we, we have lovely kids. We, we love our kids. They're the best kids in the whole wide world. Sometimes. But we do know who's in there. We know who's in there. If the school calls me and said your daughter was argumentative, okay, yes. What do we need to do to keep her from being that way? I know, I know, I know who's in there. I, I'm in there somewhere, and I'm argumentative. Your sons are hyperactive. <laughs> I know. I know who's in there. I know. Your, your sons are giving. I know who's in there. Miss Rita is. I, your sons are uh, loving. <laughs> She's in there. You mean you talk about a Reese's peanut butter cup. They got the chocolate and the peanut butter, and, and it's just all in there together. But you got to know that they're in there with God is on your side. Who's in there? But you cannot separate the word and the spirit because if you do that, that means you're being led by something different than God. Because the Bible is right there telling you, here's what I say. And I'm, that's me. The Holy Spirit got you in all truth. That is the same exact person. That is the seducing spirit that will tell you to do otherwise than what the Bible tells you to do. Forgive. No, I'm not led to do that. Um, see, what had happened in the Bible was when it says that, you got to forgive them. Right? And, and that's not always easy. That's how we know the Bible wasn't written by man. Because man would say, hate that idiot. Kill him. Right? They mistreat you, you mistreat them back. Come on, y'all can sit there and act all holy if you want to. I don't. We know. Bless them that curse you. Really? God, really? Somebody just cussed me out. You want me to give them some money? Really? Bless them? Yeah, let's turn out the lights. We'll bless them. We'll help them see stars. And sometimes our, our reality is, is that when we take to the flesh, we take out the faith. We do it. When you're going back to discipline your kids, you have to go back there and finish the discipline so that you can disciple them. And if you don't finish the discipline, you can't disciple them because all they'll know you is as a liar. Be the mean one. It's okay. We look back, but <laughs> now we look back on our life, the folks who were the meanest to us turn out to be the most trusted. They didn't send us out there looking crazy. I mean, they'll be honest with you. That don't look good on you. You really, you need to do something. Your enemies have information your friends won't give you. Forgetting how we were freed will attack chains or attract chains. They attract chains. If you forget how God freed you, it'll attract the chains that once held you. If I forget that God forgave me, it'll attract my unforgiveness toward others. See, the only way I can hold unforgiveness is to not forgive because I forgot what God forgave me. And then I'm, I'm attracted to unforgiveness. And you can be there and sit there all you want to. I know what it's like to be attracted to unforgiveness. I know what it's like to want unforgiveness so, so bad, like a relationship, you want unforgiveness. I, I was attracted to unforgiveness. Well, Jakey, you probably didn't know that when we used to work together. Those were the times I was most attracted to unforgiveness because that's when I hated my dad the most. I was attracted to, like, whoo, there's unforgiveness. Unforgiveness looks hot today. 
I'm going to hit on me some unforgiveness. And I had my rap together about unforgiveness. Like, yeah, we need to get together. We need to be together because we need to hate him for the rest of our life. Because unforgiveness, you and I can make it together. We can make it forever. <laughs> Jesus. You can't have Jesus as your main squeeze and unforgiveness on the side. But it was because you'll be attracted to it. You'll be attracted to hate. You'll be attracted to hateful things. And then you have kids. And then something overtakes you about that little thing that came out with your name on it. And you're like, God, I want to love. Oh, wait a minute. Before the kid, you fall in love and you don't want to mess this up. Because, see, you messed up so many. Well, so many. (laughs) You messed up. (laughs) Take the truth out. You messed up. (laughs) And you're saying, God, I know this is you, but I don't want to ruin it. Now, men, don't raise your hand because we don't want you to be honest in church. What we want you to understand is that when you get someone that you love and you want to keep them, you don't want to mess it up. And if you don't understand God, you will lose them. Right? So that's why it's good to understand God. So God, because God knows how to keep and love us, love us back. And in our men's class, uh, just love it, just love it. Brother Donnie has his cane, he sits, and he just teaches. And we listen. We grow. We grow. And he's just teaching us about it. Because it's one thing to know something is from God and not be able to hold something from God. Right? It's tough, but it takes by faith by faith so instead of going from faith to faith it will lead people to go from faith to failure or from failure to failure because if you don't know to go from faith because even when you make a mistake you can still go back to your faith right don't go oh well i'm so messed up i'm i'm so messed up in my head and god's like no we got this if you just get up and come with me don't follow another stranger don't be like home alone kid Falling after the wrong jacket. In Romans 10, 17, it says, so then faith comes by and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. And then you hear it again. And, and then you hear it again. Because sometimes just because you heard it the first time doesn't necessarily mean you believe. It, w- it was so crazy, right? You, you, <laughs> you do everything, you go by faith. We're in here, it's 180, 100, no, 140 high school kids. Yesterday, I had them from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Now, to some people, that looks scary, all right? Uh, Mike Vargas, my nephew, who married Tamara, you remember Mike? And he married my niece Tamara and my niece, and he brought his little girls there, and I told him to come over because I want him to start working on some music for my theme for the conference. So he came over, and he's working on music. And, and to most people, as I told him, if I told y'all, here is 140 teenagers, you got them from 9 to 4. Okay, we got one, and she may not even know what she's getting into, but she does know to say, let's do it for the sake of, I don't have 140 in my pocket right now to give her, but a lot of times y'all would break out in a rash, especially if you knew the night before, right, what am I going to do with them from from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., but when God has equipped you, and when God has gifted you, it's no problem to do with them. Anyway, there's this one kid, and, and I was, was trying to, I tried to stay healthy on the road, and I had my protein shake, and, and he was wired. Like, this kid was everywhere, like, <laughs> me wired. And he has knee breaks on, he was like, yeah, man, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. It's, it's everybody else is asleep. This is their first week of school. And then they got to spend Saturday with me. You better be good. You better be good at what you do. 
because you're taking my Saturday after the first week of school. They were tired. They were mad. They looked like prisoners. They looked like inmates. They were angry. But they got to be there anyway. Right? And he was, come on, come on, ready to go, ready to go, ready to go. This is the way he was. Even when he was sitting there, he was shaking. Like he was so pumped up. And when I knocked over my, my smoothie, he, I said, man, can you clean it? Yes! Comes, I don't know, he found a Jenner, what, a big old roll of, of he was wiping it up and he's shaking it. And, uh, and I just, <laughs> the whole way, like, up to the point, I'm staring at him going, somebody didn't get any medication today. So I started asking his friends, I go, it's from school, because they all match the shirts. I said, man, I bet, you, man, I bet you he just wear y'all out every day. They said, dude, he's never acted like that. They said, in fact, he's borderline medication for socially awkward. He never speaks. Wow. I said, what? And they came to me and said, he, he never interacts with his own class. Don't you see us staring too? And I did. I, when I, when I went, yeah, I noticed that. His own school was like, with the rest of us. They said, he never, ever, ever moves. He never, he just sits by himself. He's never engaging. And he said this to me, the, the kid, uh, wired. And this is why I tell you, be godly at all times. He says, when I saw you, I remembered you from middle school. And I said, this is going to be my best day. He said, so I'm going to come out. And, and man, his teacher, everyone. And I believe, here's what I believe, that God wants you anointed. So when you come even into the presence of those who might have been socially awkward, God is going to anoint them and move them out of an awkward place into a godly place. That's why we can't take times off. And that's why we can't go and put other junk in us because you've got to have something for those who may not have ever moved and now he has a voice. They, it, this dude was borderline climbing now, I hope he didn't go to jail. I really, I hope something happens. But God is, is right there. He says, it's by faith. You do what you have to do, and you have to be right in the place where God has called you to. So hearing activates faith because it brings knowledge to what God has already done for our life. Have you ever been, <laughs> don't have enough information about something, and it's hard to believe it when you don't have enough information? Somebody can tell you about you like you can talk about it. I, I went bragging to Miss Rita. I went and got this thing that's called a carb blocker. It's supposed to help block the sugar that you eat. In other words, I'm trying to look for a way to eat more sugar and get away with it. <laughs> if you, you're trying to do the math on that, I like to eat some sweets. And, uh, and she said, ah, I read some stuff about that. It ain't too good. As happy as I once was about getting this because the clerk at the store didn't say what the wife at the home had already knew, I went, well, thank you for destroying my belief. And I put that thing, and I haven't taken one since she's made that comment because she said, I read, I've studied, and I had not. And a lot of times the devil has read more than church people. And that's why he can take them out of their faith. I studied you. I know your past. Well, let me give you a verse for the devil. I know your future. Yeah, and you's going to burn. 
right? That's all you got to say. You ain't got to go get all Greek and Hebrew. Just say, I know your future. A lot of y'all trying to go get concordances and trying to figure out how to say, nuh-uh, I know your future. It's hot, but it ain't like the hot you need it to be. And you need to not quit letting him take away the things that you have. But quit separating yourself from the word, the spirit, and God. Because if it says it in his word, that is the spirit of God. Okay? Now, if you reject his word, you reject his spirit. That's you. Yay! That's cool. God is one and the same. He's one and the same. And, and loving the fact that we all can be taught. Those who abide it, abide in it, will have more life in their faith and no desire for life outside of faith. So what we want to do is we want to put that in our children. Faith. Now, now, think about what you're really good at, what you're really faithful to. It may even be a TV show. Right? I don't want you to get all spiritual now. Let's go, the song Amazing Grace. Okay, good. That's <laughs> but there's something that you do every day, not every other day. There's some everyday stuff that you're faithful to. Okay? Just don't tell me. <laughs> don't get a frown on your face because you're having to think about it here in church. Faithful. You're faithful to it. Give that to God. Now, always make cracks at everybody else's things, but I better make sure, and I was checking this, that I give more to my church than I do to the vitamin shop <laughs> while I'm building my body more than I'm trying to build the kingdom now your device is your device okay now you apply that to your device but I usually bring up other people's stuff but I'm gonna bring up mine let me check my vitamin shop receipt list and let me check my giving records and see if I've given to the kingdom more than I've given to me The weather was great this morning. And then John, let's go with Isaiah 55. And I'm going to keep the scroll up for you to read it. Because, see, you, you put whatever words we need in here, you, keep, you put them in there. See, I got vitamin shot. Smoothie King. <laughs> and Smoothie Factory. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow, this arm's getting tired, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but water the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. For ye shall go out with joy, and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Now, I don't know what that means, literally. If that literally means trees going to be up there clapping, okay. And if rocks are singing, because I can understand it relating to birds singing, but it says the mountains are going to sing. And I ain't got the best voice in the world, but I'd be danged if I'm going to let the mountain out worship God. You know what I mean? The mountain rock got to sing better than I do. And I know I don't. I know I don't have a great voice, but I ain't going to let no rock outdo me. This is that the word shall return unto where I please, where I sent. I please. Where, where does it, and I, I read you the verse earlier, right? Or I read it to you earlier that without faith it is impossible to please. It's, it's Hebrews 11, okay? And the word will return unto where I please. So the word returns to the faith. 
right? So have faith in God, right? In fact, Mark 11, 23, have the faith of God. So verily, verily, I say unto this mountain, be there removed, be there cast into the sea, and don't doubt, doubt in your heart, but believe that which you prayeth, that which you saith, you shall have whatsoever you say. Faith is returning to the place. Returning to the place. Now, no matter how far the airport is from our house, I can't turn off earlier and say I'm going home. I can't just stop, well, my house is too far away. I'm going to turn off in Austin. Okay, but I ain't getting home that way, right? I'm still going to be not home, right? And no matter where you think you can turn off earlier, it's still not home. And God may have your destiny, destination a little bit further away than what you want, but that don't mean you take the early exit and call it home, right? right? You don't take the early exit because the word ain't coming to that pleasing place. Because that's not pleasing because that has no faith in it. Spiritually, seeds are made available to sowers through the word. Our life must be word-centered in order to have godly involvement for blessings. It's a, <laughs> a cool thing. In, uh, <laughs> the elementary kids, they, and I said this on Wednesday, asked Jaira. I said, do you have any questions for me? The little boy said, have your son come stand next to you. The little boy wanted Jaira to come stand by me. So they could see how much taller Jaira was <laughs> than I was. Also, they say that little boy was always in trouble. That little boy also wanted to see what it looks like to have a father and a son stand beside each other in public. Because his is not around. I still think he was making fun of me. <laughs> I don't care what the teachers say. <laughs> Faith navigates the word. Why don't I understand the Bible? You got to have faith. It'll navigate the word. Why does mom always yell at me? Why does Miss Rita always want to clean when I want to sleep? <laughs> Why? What's wrong with mom? Mom, what's your problem? My problem is I'm the one feeding y'all. I'm, I'm the one that's bringing you up. And I want you to respect the fact that I'm doing what I need to do. And Miss Rita does it in a loving way. I, really, you do, right? Because I usually get in the car and leave. Because um, <laughs> I know that they're, they don't do it. They get to see somebody totally different. Also, word-centered. Have faith in God. If I believe Jesus, I'm going to believe his word. Right? I'm not gonna, I don't need another spirit telling me to do something different. Ain't that crazy? The spirit hasn't convicted me. Well, that one spirit will not. That particular spirit <laughs> is from other means. So I'm going to give you the last verse on the eight-year-old king, right? When, when you love to have been king at eight, it's a family blessing. Josiah, which most of our kids here are named Josiah. Uh, <laughs> we all stole it. <laughs> this is King Josiah at eight years old, right? And we've read this story to justice, and, and Steph, if y'all haven't read this to Josiah, read it to Josiah, okay? Uh, the king, then the king, sent and gathered together all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. And this is the eight-year-old. Now, you got to think, like, most eight-year-olds probably wouldn't gather elders. Right. Most eight-year-olds give me all the candy <laughs> in Egypt, okay? I want caramel. I want it for, everybody going to eat it for breakfast. Everybody going to eat it for, you know what I mean? You're eight. And they've given you rules of the kingdom because your father left an inheritance for you. 
It doesn't matter how young your children are. When you walk with God, you leave an inheritance for them to be leaders at an early age. Okay? They're not too young to lead. They are, they are left. He's eight. Run in the country. No, none of the clothes fit. They have to redo the robe. <laughs> but he's eight. <laughs> hey, y'all see the hallways? We can run in them now. I got this. If the principal stop you, he's out. <laughs> we can run in the hallways. And he goes, and, and the king went up into the house of the Lord, and all the men of Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and the priests, and the Levites, and all the people, great and small, and he read in their ears all the word of the book, of the covenant that was found in the house of the Lord. He read it in their ears. Do y'all get a visual? I mean, a visual learn. Yeah. See, I, I love your professional laugh. You just laugh so professional. <laughs> It's like he, he read it like, like like a child. Don't listen, don't you? I told you to take that trash out ten minutes ago. In their ears. That's what I see. Okay? That, I'm just saying, that's what I see. I'm not saying that's what the Bible says. I'm just telling you how I see it. You study your Bible, I'm studying my Bible. I'm just telling you how I see it when I study it. And the king stood in his place. In that, in, that, in that of praise God, to stand in your place. And made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep to his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes and with all of his heart and with all of his soul to perform the words of the covenant which were written in, the, in this book. And he caused all that were present in Jerusalem and Benjamin to stand to it. And the inhabitants of Jerusalem did according to the covenant of God, the God of their fathers. And Josiah took away all the abominations out of the countries that pertained to the children of Israel and made all that were present in, in Israel to serve, even to serve the Lord their God. And all his ways they departed not from following the Lord, the God of their fathers. And, and just that's, that's, a, that's a whole bunch of reading. But he said he took away not some of the abominations, all of it. And, and a lot of times when we're busy entertaining ourselves, the devil's looking for a way to destroy our children. But I deserve this. I work hard. Man, there's no work hard enough for the, your, chill, your child, right? There's no work that's greater than that. And, and so he took away all. What, what else could cause a comeback? Now, it, it's, it's wild, as I read you guys, I mean, or as I prayed over you guys earlier about David, Bathsheba, and David, because he didn't want to admit he was wrong, and he was caught up. He went in and put her husband on the front line, because he had slept with his wife, slept with, <laughs> slept with this man's wife. And so he says, okay, you go on the front line of my army, and have you killed on my behalf. So I'm going to fight for you, but I'm going to die fighting for you who is hurting me behind my back. God forgave him. David remained king. So God can forgive you and restore you if you go back to him. It takes faith to go back after that, right? <laughs> it takes, oh, I had him kill God because I wanted his wife. Too hot. But God still used him. How messed up are you? Don't answer. That's not... 
I need you to know that God still has a plan. Still, it's by faith, though. You cannot believe by your current condition. Can't do it. I love, uh, my sons think it is funny when they travel with me to bring out the shampoos and the conditioners. <laughs> Dad, which one are you going to use? Because they think, <laughs> because they don't see any hair outwardly, there's no need to use this stuff, right? They don't think there's no need to condition your scalp. I'm just going to let you marinate for a minute. And, and how long has it been since there's been growth in your life? And have you quit conditioning? I love how y'all laugh at me. And then when the wheels on the bus go round and round, here <laughs> we go round in circles, right? Okay? I, I want us to understand, keep using the condition, the conditioner. But God only had no hair. It's okay. We want you to be bald and shiny. If you, they won't be bouncing and shiny, you be bald and keep using the condition. But God, my time has passed. Keep conditioning. Keep using it. I'm not done. I, I still want to use it. There are still things to do. Keep conditioning. Keep keep putting it on there. That's why I still in the hotels when you get there. They know you. They know you come here. They know you don't have no hair. They know you don't have any. But they still have it there. And the word is still here because you are still here. And you keep using it. Well, it just don't mean anything to me. Keep using it. Keep using it because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And it says that there are sometimes people make me listen, but then there are others who make me alive. I need you to become alive. Amen? I want you guys to bow your heads. We're going to go. I, I didn't even drink, but a sip of my water. I'm going to. Yeah, because I hate to waste it. Now, as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, and, and, and man, we're just praying and, and believing God, and it's by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. And, and I really want you to understand and know that I know my heart that God loves you he loves you because he loves you because he loves you because he loves you and he's not done with you he has a plan for you and there's nothing that could take you away from God you're the one he's most concerned with right now you who you are you look at all the world the Bible said he'd leave the 99 and go after the one and he wants to put his best robe around you. As we worship this morning, the garment of praise for my heaviness. Beauty for ashes. You've been carrying ashes, things that have burned up in your life, relationships that have burned to the ground. They're just ashes. And you're walking around with them and, and wanting them to come alive again. But God says, I got a better beauty that'll replace the ashes that you're carrying. I am God. I'm God, I, I have a better place for you. And as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed and we're praying and we're believing God right now, just believe in God right now. Doesn't matter what you've been through. Doesn't matter where you've been. God loves you. You're in here and you say, man, I, I want to be right with Jesus. I've never accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I've never done it in any way, shape, form, or fashion, but I want to accept God. I want to be right with God. If that's you, as heads are bowed, eyes are closed, people praying, that's you, I want you just to raise your hand so we can pray over you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, God. Awesome, awesome. 
now you're in here and you're saying, Pastor, I'm struggling with my faith. And I love God. I do love God. But there are times when things hit, my faith just seems to get weak. Pray for me to be stronger in my faith. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I want to do good. I just struggle in my faith. Now, and also, if you're in here and, and you're saying, I, I hear the word, I, I want to be connected with the spirit of the word, and, but that forgiveness thing, I have a hard time forgiving, hard time letting go of what was done to me and what was done against me, especially when I know that I've done my best, and I, I need God's faith to get past that. I, I know I physically cannot do it in my physical strength. Would you pray for me to be able to forgive and have faith too? If that's you, I want you to raise your hand so we pray over you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Father, we just pray and I thank you for each and every person here. And Lord, I, I want to believe not just for a little bit, not just for a moment. I want to see your word and I want to carry it. And I want to go from faith to faith. Not looking back. I, I, I want to trust you, God. And I don't want to waver and I don't want to doubt. I want to know that I know that I'm just trusting you and you alone. And I believe you with all of my heart, soul, mind, and body that you are the one that takes me from faith to faith. And I'm not letting go. I got more to believe you for. I got more to receive from you. I got more that you've got for me to have. And, and I want to walk toward in that direction. And so, Lord, I, restore unto me my faith. I don't want it to seep out again. Uh, God, God, stop the leaks in me. Stop the leaks. Like the woman with the issue of blood, I, I got the issue of word. And I keep going to many people, but, but the word is still leaking out of me. And, Lord, I need you to stop it where the word stays in me so I can believe the word and my life can change. Let me honor you with this word. I, I want to keep the faith. I want to keep it because you say they that endures to the end shall be saved. I want to keep the faith. Lord, I know it is by faith. As I go from faith to faith to believe in you and not coming down from my belief in you, Lord God. I believe I receive. I believe. And, and Lord, that, that great one, that, that big one. And Lord, I, it, it's going to take you to help me to forgive. It seems to be impossible for me to forgive in my own strength. Even if that's forgiving yourself, I think you need to take that first step right now and just forgive you. Because there are times, many times, we're here and in, in, in church and we're thinking, God, I've messed up so many things. I've messed it up and it's my fault. It's my fault. How do I forgive me? And, and Jesus is standing over you right now just saying the same way I forgive you. I love you. You you can you're forgiven. I'm not mad at you. You're not disqualified. I love you for forgive yourself. Surely you didn't have the best opportunity and surely you didn't make the best of the opportunity, but let's make the best of right now. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow's a mystery. It's our day. It's today matters. Today matters that you know that you must forgive yourself. I love you. Quit fighting what I love. As well as those of you who need to forgive others. You need to forgive others. When you were stuck raising the blessing by yourself. And you were stuck trying to develop a godly man. And develop a godly seed. When things ran out on you. And people attacked you. Or 
things that happened to you that were so messed up. And said, God, I need faith to forgive them because my body, my physical body will not let me do it. So it's going to take faith. And where the spirit of the Lord is, he's that spirit. He's that liberty spirit. He's that liberating spirit. The Lord is that spirit. That, Father, what I cannot do physically, I know you can do spiritually. When the spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. And Father God, I thank you, Lord. My flesh can't do it. When I see them, when I think about them, I start to shake. I start to tremble. I start to relive it all over again. No more. That thing dies. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came that you might have life and that more abundantly. He came that you might forgive and that more abundantly. He came that you might let go and let go more abundantly. He came that you might be free and free more abundantly. Who the Son is set free is free indeed. No one in this room knows what all you've been through but Jesus. And he loves you. He loves you. He says not a handprint on you ever stayed. Not an attack on you ever stayed. They, if they scanned you right now, they can't find evidence of you've been touched. I've wiped you clean. I've cleaned you. You are free. And Father, we just receive it together as a church to be healed, to be delivered. Uh, don't accept a sickness. Don't accept a weakness. Don't accept a disease because of your past. Only accept the freedom of God. In Jesus' name.